that. Never is a time that he's out there not knowing what's happening. And so many times we feel that way, but that's not the way it is. And hadn't he been faithful to you? He has been faithful to you. This week uh, is another week that he's proved himself to be faithful to us. Last week he was faithful to us. And uh, so many things that we just take for granted every day in our life, he's faithful to us. I wrote down a title to the message this morning, I, I Don't Want to Get Over It. And so I, I want to preach about some things that I don't want to get over. There's been some things I did want to get over. I had flu one time. Pneumonia, I think it was. I remember having to come over to church. Gary Tyler was going to speak that night. I remember, good Lord, I remember the fever was high and it was breaking, sweating and sick, the hair on my head. I remember telling Shaver and Kay, my, my best sister I got in the world. And my daddy said it was the best daughter he had in the world. And that was my only sister and only daughter. I, I remember her coming over to the house. She just that way to take care of things. She takes care of my mother, her and my brother-in-law every day. They... They take care of mother. She says, you go do what you got to do. And I got mother. And I appreciate her for doing what she done. But she come by with that motherness by the house and asked me, did I need anything? And I said, no, I don't need anything. All I need is if you ask me a question one time, don't, don't ask me again. And she said, are you sure? I said, see there, you didn't ask the same question again. But there's been some things that I want to get over. Kidney stones, I want to get over them. School, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan of school. I wanted to get out. I, I took Brickland a half a day in high school just to try to get out. I was glad to get out. But I tell you what, since I've come into this God way, to the knowledge of knowing that God can save us and, and, the, and the marvelous plan that he put together whereby we would be saved, no matter if today, you know, as we need to learn some things, no matter how vile, a person can be. If we'll ever get over that no one's good, there's none good. If we can ever get to the knowledge of knowing that there's never no one good. There's no one that goes to a church anywhere that's good. In and of their self, they're not good. And their goodness is goodness the same way your goodness is. And it's all because of the grace of God. And if you've got your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Colossians. It's right behind Philippians. If you got to Thessalonians, you went too far. If you're in the same book I'm in, it's 1,481, ain't it, Sister Judy? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful verses. Colossians chapter 1, and we'll be reading in verse 19. Be praying for all the folk that are... Uh, that are on vacation. A lot of people are on vacation traveling. Some people are sick. Some people went through sorrow. They're not ready to come back this morning. But Chuck, you and Patricia, I'm so glad. Y'all said, I'm going to the house of the Lord. That's, that's where I'm going. And yesterday, I say again, you know, it ain't always that way. But I tell you what, it's because of your family and the love and the understanding y'all had. It made that a home-going service. Sure enough, and what a good time. Look at these words. It says, for it pleased the Father that he should, that in him should all the fullness dwell. It, 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 it's okay. He, it pleased him that, that in Christ Jesus all the fullness dwell. Everything that you would ever need. You know, there's a scripture that, that says about the door, how Jesus had said, I am the door. No man come to the Father except he come by me. 
If you come another way, the Bible said you would be a thief and a robber. Even the verdict that we'll receive when we stand before a holy father, that's the way the Bible says. He handed the right over to his son Jesus to say whether or not that you was going to be able to come in. And I want you to look at verse 20. Said, in having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him we reconcile all things unto himself. By him. Here's another. By him, I say. Whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. It doesn't anything get by him. And having, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. And by him, I say, whether they be the things that's in the earth and in the heaven. You know, we was preaching just the other day. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will last forever. And this verse 21 is an amazing, amazing verse. You hadn't always been where you are if you're saved today. We forget so much. We, we do with all things. We, God bless us with a nice car, say. Just a nice car that we can trust to go to town, John. And when we first get it, Lord, we're so excited about it and want we wash on it and we want it clean, especially on that first day. We want it clean. We want to ride to church in the clean car and we think a whole lot of it, but it's not long that passes Washing the car is not a big thing. We get a brand new house, and I'll tell you what, when we go in and the air conditioner's working just right or things happen as I was a house builder and people are so excited about the house. And then it ain't long that I'm called to fix something or whatever, and I go in, and it's just like every other house. <laughs> it's just like every other house. Just let me say that. And I wouldn't have a house I couldn't live in. I try to tell folks, Try to build a house. You ain't building a house to show off. Build one you live in. So let me just say they decide to live in the house. But everything in life, right on down the line, the things that are, are precious to us, we don't hold on to. I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to help you along the way. I want to tell you that I've been preaching a lot, lady, but I've been preaching to you that things that God has has stipulations. Now, I'm not getting away from the grace of God. By grace, you're saved. I want you to just get that out of your mind right now. But with grace, I think the thing that we need to examine ourselves, that the Lord, when he saved you, he knew every one of your weaknesses. He knew every one of your temptations. He knew that things in life, that how long you could go just in and of yourself, with knowing about God, knowing about the cross, knowing about the blood, knowing about the resurrection, knowing about mercy, knowing about grace. He knew how far in and of yourself, in your flesh, you could appreciate that. You would cling to it for a while, just like something that you really, really enjoy. It could be a fishing rod. It's just whatever you got. It could be a gun. It could be anything that, man, you just cherish it and you love it like Ain't nothing like it. He knew how far you could go. He knew as David there, he was chosen after God's own heart. He knew, we know how far David went. Even down to murder. 
had a woman's husband put on the front line to be killed on purpose, that precious David, that in Psalms 23 that we read about. See, God knew how far in and of yourself you could do. A lot of people in and of herself, if I told you about the church, I, they all come the same way. I ain't talking about somebody walked out and they was laughing when, when I said they got saved and they weren't paying attention and looked at the ceiling. I, I'm talking about people, Bill, that cried. Yeah. I'm talking about people like, Lord, I'm just so thankful that you one more time knocked at my door. I, I'm talking about, look at, and in and of their self, they were so grateful and, and that thing was so precious, but God knew in and of yourself how long that would last, that, that, that too, that, that precious thing, you ain't listening, that's okay. But I'm going to tell you something, what I'm telling you is going to help you. He knew how long, oh, just to know, just to have some knowledge to know that Jesus died for you, just have some knowledge that his grace is being offered to you, just to have some knowledge that you would be clean and your sins would be buried as far as the east is from the west. And you know that. He knew how long you could go and appreciate that. Oh, the Bible talks about, uh, he talks about that one thing. That one thing that, that even the rich man said, I, all these things that I've done all my life, I've kept those commandments. He said, well, it's one thing that you ain't done. He said, you're going to have to sell all you got and you're going to have to give it to the poor. The Bible said that that man walked away sorrowful. See, God knows that there, there is a place you can go to and in and of yourself, that man is not like anyone else. He, he's the same as we all are. It's only so far that we can go. But this thing that we use, the scripture, that greater is he that is in us, that scripture, that is so easy to, to roll off of our lips. And the Bible said, examine whether you be of the faith or not. I want to say that this is not no easy deal. It's real easy to accept what Jesus did. It's real easy when you, when you and we, when, when we all accepted Jesus, what Jesus did, we either did it when we was little children, and we really didn't have a whole lot to give up for us, either we did it then, or the other part of us did it when we were so low and we done tried everything else that the world had offered and we really didn't have another door to knock on. Amen. We really didn't. It was either that or we knew we was finna uh, go to drugs or alcohol. We, we could just see ourselves or we was gonna turn into some monster and we, we, or we did something just plumb stupid and, and we said, man, I, I can't go no further. It's, I'm going somewhere. God knew how far you could go. He asked the disciples after Jesus had ascended to heaven. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, because they was up under John the Baptist's baptism. The Holy Spirit had just ascended. Jesus said, I'm going. And he said, unless I go, the comforter can't come. 
It's enough that I've gave my blood. It's enough that I've gave my life. It's enough that I've come out of the tomb. It's enough you ought to love me and you ought to love that house and you ought to appreciate that car and you ought to appreciate the goodness of God and you ought to appreciate that job you got in. You ought to appreciate that, that, that report you done got from the doctor when the doctor said you was going to die and you wasn't going to be able to make it. Patricia, we ought to appreciate the fact that we just went through the home going of your mother and for the rest of our life, Chuck and Patricia, we ought to be faithful to be in the house of the Lord for no other reason how we witnessed God's arm just coming and, and grabbing y'all and, and crazy. That ought to be enough. It ought to be enough. Ought to be enough when we know about that whooping, but it just ain't enough. Little by little, ain't I telling the truth? Just little by little. The Bible said it, just a little leaven just gets a whole lump. And don't we all have different things that we want to plug in there to blame it on? But we don't never want to plug in what the Bible said because iniquity abounds. It can just not, it, it can even not be you. It can be something around you that you done got involved in or something that you're trying to cover up or something that you're gonna, you, you just don't want to hear what the real reason is. I'm preaching now, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to you. You really don't want to admit what the real reason is, but in result, it's going to be because iniquity abound. The Bible said the love of many will wax cold. In and of ourselves, Brother Mark, we just can't last that long. I walk down an aisle and making a promise to God in and of itself, it just can't last that long. Going through the water, through the embarrassment, if you're a man or, or a woman, I used to have women, boy, the hardest thing to get women in, in the baptism because they're going to get their hair wet and ain't teased up no more. That's way back there. Well, we don't, none of us want to humble ourselves that way. Lord, I looked the biggest wreck. I ain't got much up there. And when it gets wet, you really see it ain't much there. Ray, awful thing. Other day at the funeral home, he was standing up behind me, Glodine, right there sitting beside you. And he said, look like Brother Eddie needs to get a haircut like me. And I thought, well, if I had as much hair as you did, I would. But if I cut my, I don't, I don't have nothing that's going to stick up. To, to humble ourselves. And how are we talking about yesterday? How he gives grace to the humble. How I had a man beside me, he, it, was, it, was a, it was a God thing. And how the things that we talked about, how God just stepped in. Gwen, he used to tell, uh, he was giving a testimony of something about you and how God stepped in. Maybe at that time we said, well, that's about Gwen and her purse. But what we need to understand, that God is a non-changing God. Yes, Come on. That's right. Come on. I'm going to run that by you one more time. God is a non-changing God. He, he don't change. We change. But God don't change. And them miracles that I heard about, and them phone calls that I got. How it's hard. It's, 
The Bible says it's so tough that he said we as believers, the easiest thing we'll do is accept him in the heart. It's a free gift. You can't work for it. You can't boast about you've done nothing. Everybody's bad. Get over it. But God is good. And because of God's love, he shed his blood. The Bible says he that knew no sin became sin that you would become the righteousness of God. He who never committed a sin took all of our sins upon him and became the murderer by pain and became the anguish. Look, it took on the anguish and the suffering of jealousy and, and envy and strife and all those things that we have and, and gossiping and, and just go on and make it as bad as you want. He just took it all on him. Stretched out on the cross and said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Look, that ought to be enough. It ought to be enough. We got God's word. It's wrote down. Brother Randy, it's a contract. It ought to be enough that we're going to stay faithful the rest of our life. Look here. We want to be plugged in everything that God's got going on, but it just ain't enough. But I got some good news for you. God left the Holy Ghost. To live inside of us. And when our flesh oh, is worn, this is Bible. This I don't know what's in them others, but then the King James is still there. Look. And when that and when that flesh, the Bible said, wars against the Spirit. That's when we have that Holy Ghost. You may go for a while, but you can't go long. It'll reel you back in. It'll cause you to obey his statutes and keep his commandments. He'll put a new heart inside of you. He'll take that old stony heart. He'll put a new heart, whether you like it or not. He'll cause you to walk in his way. And you know how he causes it? Well, he, he chastises his children. He does. It, the word of God is correction, instruction, reproof, and he does all those things too. But you know the biggest thing he still does? Just like he started out. He just loves you back to him. Now, if it was me or you. Oh, me or you. And I was preaching Wednesday night about that judgmental spirit and how judge not lest you be judged. And I thought when you said before the Lord, everything that you've ever accused anybody from, everything that you've ever joined in, everything that you took on yourself that I think I'm going to be God and I'm going to talk about Billy Lemons. And when Jesus said, ain't it me that died for him? What do you have to do with him? When we was all, Brother Mark, we was vile and unclean. Every one of us still are apart from the grace of God. Have you come so far and you really don't know that everybody's bad and the only one you can trust in is Jesus. Put your trust in him alone. It ought to have been enough. It ought to have been enough, but it wasn't. 
But he took care of that too. It ought to have been enough. It ought to have been enough. It, it ought to have been enough. But how you know that you're a child of the king? It's because you've got a quickening going on. Now, if you go to wrestling against that quickening, the Bible tells me that he'll turn you over to a reprobate. Now, it's one thing that I cannot do, and I won't even think I can do, nor nobody else can do. I can't read a heart of somebody. And the reason why I can't read a heart, if you're listening to me, because the Bible said that the heart is wicked. You can have somebody just as loving, they can make it so long, they can be some loving, but you'll catch them on the right day that something will start boiling inside of them. They'll be so mad, they won't know what to do with themselves. If you don't watch it, they'll just run against the wall. That's right. That's just the way we made. Oh, but there's a the Holy Ghost. Woo, won't it, Johnny? There's a Holy Ghost. As I had that young man that called me yesterday, said, Brother Eddie, that thing that I was worn with, God done showed me again how good he is and how powerful he is. He done took that whole situation. I didn't call it. It called me. <laughs> miracles after miracles. It's one thing that I don't ever, I don't never want to get over. I don't want to never get over that God loves me. I don't never want to get over salvation. I don't want to never get over chastisement. I don't never want to get to a point that God ain't going to whoop me. You show me a daddy, a father, that didn't think it was right to chastise the children. And I'll show you some children that's going to grow up and raise a generation just like it. And they'll be far, far from where God wants them to be. I don't want to get away from conviction. I don't want to get away from instruction, correction, and reproof. I, I, I don't want to be isolated from, from God's goodness. I don't want to be isolated from God's grace. I don't want to be isolated from God's mercy. I don't want to be isolated from God's forgiveness. And, forgiveness. and I don't want to be isolated from God's faithfulness. God is faithful. Do you know the church don't know that God's faithful? They, they have forgotten just like all the things that I, that I remembered. They had forgotten where they were. They had forgotten that there was a time that they didn't know. They had forgotten that it was just a small thing that just come in that's so big. Just a thing called grace. God's riches to Christ's spirit that stepped in and paid your sin debt. And with paying your sin debt, the Holy Ghost came into your life. And that's why you happy and you joyful today. The one that you'll catch sometime either not saying nothing or shouting the loudest. Look at a year from now. Look at you may walk in church with them tonight or tomorrow. They'll be the most hateful thing. They ain't, they ain't with you at all. Why? Because of the heart. They ain't getting what they want when they want it. That's the way we are. When it boils down to it, we really ain't no different as I set Joseph down. So, even my little grand girl was doing just fine. I set her down to walk in the nursery with Colin, and Colin was there, and she was coming. Seemed like everything was fine. 
And Sonia told me, she said, from the moment you left, that baby went to crying? I don't believe it. Not my grandbaby. <laughs> she just wasn't going to be happy until her grandmama got back, her granddaddy got back. She, she wanted something. There was something inside her that she was going to pitch a fit, John, until she got it. Now, here's what I would love to happen. Man, I wish we pitched that kind of fit over at God. Boy, I wish, look here, when we done seem to be set down and, and we done had to walk into something, look here, that we, we didn't have seem like going our way. Johnny, I wish we was a kind. Look here, that we cried after God said, God, I ain't quitting crying and I ain't going to shut up till you come and visit me and show yourself faithful one more time. I think David said over in his reading in closing, I believe David said the same thing. He said, I cried unto the Lord. I believe that we'll find a man that was a beggar. Said when he come by, said that man that was crippled or beggar once, said he, he cried the more. He shouted out Jesus' name. He cried the more. So I got a couple, three verses, and we'll be gone. It said, and you, that were sometimes alienated, you were separated. You was afar off. There, there was a gulf fixed. The Bible said it's going to be one day when people realize it's too late. It said there's a gulf going to be fixed and you, you can't get over there no more. Your loved ones are going to be over there. But you can't get over there. And you that were sometime, if we could just remember, alienated. And we was enemies to the mind, in your mind, by wicked works. Comma, I love this word. It says, but yet now hath he reconciled. See, that was one of the situations we was going yesterday. That brother had a family situation. He said, man, my family's tore apart. I don't know what to do. Do I just go do it this way? How do I do it? And we were saying, lean on the Lord. Yes. It was God. We don't want to give him the credit. Oh, that man called and said, look, I got a phone call. Brother Eddie, I just left the service. He said, you ain't going to believe what God done done. Said, my sister done sent a text. He said, I didn't even read. I just didn't want to give the devil any kind of way. I just didn't even read the text. I just called my sister and said, Sister, I'm just so glad you reached out to me. I should have done reached out to you. And he said, we done talked about this thing. And this story this morning that I've been going on for three weeks, he said, it's mighty what God done done. I tell you what, we quick to say what we don't like, but when God steps in and he does a miracle, we need to tell folks about it. We forget. It ought to have been enough, but we forget, and I'm trying to close. Said in you that were sometime alienated, and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he done, he done reconciled. He, 
He, he done brought things just like that family. He done, he done made all the wrong things right. He, he done made our sin that, that, that was crimson. It was, it was bad. He, he, he done made it white as wool. He, he done took that thing and brought us to a place because of God's righteousness when we stand before him that, that the God is going to say, well done, my good. When we know it ain't no good. Now, you tell me how we can do that. We forget that no one's good. One of the biggest lies that Satan can do to you is get you to use somebody else to make yourself feel better. Huh? There was a man one time. His name was Flip Wilson. He got a whole lot of laughs by saying the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do it. You'll read the book of James. It says that every man, he sins when he's drawn away with his own lust. When his own lust. See, I, I got certain things that, that just diffuses me. It just, I don't know how to say it, Johnny. It just, it just gets me. And in of myself, I can't get my way back. If I run out of gas, I, with the Lord's strength, of course, I, I, I can... I can I can handle it. I, some kind of way I'll get away if I have to walk 10 miles. I, I can make it happen, but there's a lot of things in life and it's got to do with my heart. I, I can't fix sometimes. I can't make it right and, I, and I've got to have help and that's why the Holy Spirit is living inside us. So we've been reconciled. We've been brought right. We that was wrong. We that was afar off. We have been made close. We done been, the Bible was plain this way. We done been intertwined. We done been welded together. Have you ever been having a little line or something and, and it gets all tangled up? It takes a lot of patience, don't it, John? I, I'm the kind, Lord, give me patience and hurry. Man, that entangling thing, that, that's for somebody else to do. That's, that's hard. I, I can only deal with a horse's mane. Read, I've messed a bunch of them up. Like, man, I tell you, I, it ain't that important to me. I got to go, yeah. So we was alienated, but God, he come and he reconciled us together. Just like that family, he put us together. He put us together with him. And we done been made one. The Bible said in him now we live and we move and we have our being. But right after I read this verse, there's going to be an if there. And I want you to pay attention just in the next few minutes if you can. It said in the body of his flesh through death. He reconciled us. So in the body of his flesh through death. Not through membership, not certainly through a low-down preacher, not, not through the Pope, not through your Sunday school teacher, not for somebody evangelist you think a whole lot of, not, not from the name over the door. It said in the body of his flesh, his name is Jesus. It'll always be Jesus through death. He, it wasn't only just through his body, but it because he died. Because if he died, he was buried and he was resurrected from the grave. We were reconciled and he did that. You ought to look at this to present you holy and unblameable. Unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Now you think about that. 
Man. Woo. Man. I, I know you sitting there ain't shouting because you'd like somebody else to shout beside you first. And, and then when they shout at you, say, well, I ain't standing, you know, it ain't but one or two. And then if 15 of them did, you say, well, they having a good time. But then if 100 did, but finally, if you was the last one sitting, and the devil done got you where you done made every excuse. Well, I'm so I'm down in the back. I can't get up. I'd get up, but I can't get up or some. How another? You'd look over and see my 88-year-old granddaddy with oxen and a walking stick too and start rising. Start rising. Look here, that thing that, that God wants us is a steadfastness. It's like that, it's like that man that was stuck and they done brought the big Clydesdales out there and they was trying to pull the wagon out and, and here come the old timer and here he come with his oxen. Took him a while to get there. Took him a while to get it backed up because oxen are, are just steadfast animals. They just powerful. They don't move too fast. When they hooked that oxen up to that thing, he that oxen, when he told him to get up, he, you can hardly even see the, the reins. They didn't break. They didn't whatever the reason why is because that ox just laid into it. That's why the Bible said, as I said yesterday, be ye steadfast, unmovable. That up and down stuff, look at it. Just lean into it. Count on God. Won't he, won't he be faithful to you? Won't he, won't he come right on time? Won't he never leave you nor forsake you? Won't he be a present help right when you need him? Man, I don't love folks because they're good to me. I love folks because God told me to. I don't love, I don't hate folks because they was bad for me, look bad to me. I, I expect them to. I don't dislike folks because they run the mouth about me. I expect them to. That's what the devil does. The devil ain't no more dead than Jesus is dead. He's defeated, but he ain't dead. He's been turned loose. It's a, it's a real thing. He, he's going to and fro seeking who he made of iron. Get over it and get your mind back on Jesus. Now, the last verse that we're going to read this morning. Amen said, if. I can't explain the Bible. You bet, I can't understand the Bible. You better understand that if. Well, that's some big words. If ye, that means you. That don't mean your neighbor. Oh, that ain't got to do with your neighbor. Let me tell you something. When you read God's word, that thing is like a looking in a mirror. It says you. It's looking at me right in the face. It's looking you right in the face. It's calling your name as they sung the song. He, he knows your name. He's always known your name. He knows you before you was ever in your mother's womb. He, before you was ever conceived, he, he knew all about you. That's the good thing about God. He, he knows those things. And he's that, he couldn't provide, Brother Doug. He couldn't provide for you, John, if he didn't know you. If he didn't know our weaknesses, he couldn't provide. He woke up this morning, Sam, and he said, man, I missed it. I, I should have found out more about it. He said, if ye continue, kind of monkeys with your, it monkeys with a denomination sometimes. But we're not saved by denomination. We're saved by God's grace. And we'll stay with God's grace and we'll stay with God's word and, and with the whole gospel, with the full gospel. 
that not only he saved us, but he put a Holy Spirit inside of us to make us recognize things. It said, if you continue in the faith, that's so big. How many of y'all know folks continue in feelings? Sister Linda, sometimes I don't even know whether I need to say hello or not. I mean, both of you Lindas. I, I don't even know. I mean, last time I seen them, man, they was in a good mood. Everything was good. Oh, man, carrying them feelings all over. I mean, just like this morning, I already know I'm in trouble. I, I done forgot birthdays again. I forgot. I forgot. I mean, I... You got to know something about me. I, I, but it's Doc's birthday and it's Gwen's birthday. I, I would not do that for nothing. I, I would not do that on purpose for no reason. But I'm going to tell you something. There's people who leave the church because you didn't sing happy birthday. And don't you even look at me grinning and act like I don't know what I, I know what I'm talking about. Man, you can be headed out there to see some guests, man, you, and you're shaking hands to the same folk and you run by them because you're trying to catch them because you want them to get in a household of faith. You want them to get around folks that's going to love them. You want them to get to know people that when they go through a sad time, they'll come by your house and they're going to hug on you. And you run by somebody that's a prominent member and all of a sudden say, well, it happened to me too. Thank you, kids. If you continue, not in the faith, in the faith, not, not in your feelings, not in your uh, continuing what Jesus done. The Bible says that I'm going to be preaching tonight the joy. The joy of Larry Fitz is not my strength. The joy of John Lynch, as much as I love these guys, is not my strength. The joy of Dean Gators, as much as I love him, is not my strength. The joy of this sheetrock, this building that we come to worship in, is not my strength. The joy of the Lord. <laughs> That's a long way from faith. Don't you know that if the devil knew that I didn't shake your hand. You would quit the church. Don't you know that the devil would do everything to try to get me to walk the other direction? Don't you know the devil's got just as many demons in the church as God's got saints every Sunday we meet? Now, I'm not telling you something you don't know. That's something you need to get in your mind. You need to get in your mind that he'll use us even as believers sometimes. If we don't, if we don't stay continued and grounded in the faith, here's what it says. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be a lot better off. You think you ain't, but not listening this morning. But you'd be a lot better off if you listen to what I'm telling you. He said, you've got to endure as a good soldier. That's a whole lot different than that TV preaching, ain't it? There's some people that fought and died so we could be here today. They done climbed on their belly. They didn't know if they was going to make it. They didn't know. They, they didn't know if they was going to make it home. They didn't know if I done said bye to mama, to my brothers, to my sisters last time. Brother Larry, they was willing. They, they was willing to give that for a sacrifice. Now the Bible comes along and he, he says it's the same way. The only way you're going to endure you're not going to endure by getting your feelings hurt every time. You're not going to endure by, by getting mad when you don't get your way. You're not going to be endured when that word says, this is the way you got to do it, but I ain't. You're going to endure 
when you do as a good soldier, when that sergeant or whatever, and I certainly hadn't been there, and I thank you for going in my place, that says you're going to do it. And there ain't no question about it. You know why? Now, I understand through everything, you could just have a main sergeant. You could have a main captain. I understand in all that, you, that could happen. But in reality, why was there, and why that, that, that sergeant, that captain, why he was going to shave your head, why he was going to humble you, why you was going to have to wear a certain kind of clothes like, I'm going to the army, but I'm going to carry my shorts. <laughs> well, you can carry them. And I'm carrying my tennis shoes. I ain't wearing them, but I ain't on that lace up. It don't matter what you're going to do. But, but the reason why, because they know what kind of terrain you're going to be going on. And you need to have your feet shod that way. And you need to have that cold that way. And that's why God says, if you're going to make it in him, you've got to put on the full armor. Man. It said, if you continue... In the faith. It don't matter what somebody else thinks you need to be doing. Man, if you're doing like that song said, On Christ the Solid Rock, I'm standing. You ain't got to understand. I got to tell you why. You know, I have situations a lot of times that I, I'd want to work it out with somebody and I, I could talk to them. They're wondering why maybe you're doing certain things, I'm doing certain things. But in reality, Brother Harris, you really can't tell them because they don't know, want to know the truth. Maybe their son worked for you or something, and maybe he got on drugs and he wasn't showing up every morning. Maybe he cussed you out and, and, and maybe he stole stuff that you had, and he did all that stuff, and, and you don't want mom and daddy knowing you just said you got to go. And they said, see there, he says he's a good man, but he, he let my son go. My son, why, I don't know what really went on. No, you don't want to know. You don't, he'll, they'll call you and say, I don't want, no, you don't want to know. And you'll, and you'll set out to destroy that person. And you'll run your mouth when they saved you, really. And really that person was probably the only one was trying to help them. Oh, if you continue in the faith, grounded. I don't care what kind of electricity you got. There's something that's going to have to be done before you turn it on. And them things are, they are what? Eight foot long, ground rod. Yeah. <laughs> you go out there and try to take a sledgehammer and drive one in the ground. You're going to have a hard time. But if you want to get it in the ground, Brother Mark, tell me what you're going to do. Do you know? To get that ground rod. If you ever put one down, it don't matter. Bill, what are we going to do, Bill? To get the ground rod... It seems like if we got a big enough sledgehammer, we'll drive it in the ground. And that's what we want to do. Look at, I'm going to drive my feelings. I tell you what, do I get my, well, keep on driving. But God made a way that's so easy. And watch this right here. An eight-foot metal rod that you got to get in the ground. And you can't live it out of the ground but six inches. you got to put a clamp on it and a ground rod in. If you leave it this time, they're going to tell you you got to drive it on down. Bill, tell me what you got to do to get the ground rod in the ground. Put a little water in the hole. Make a little hole. Yeah. Put a little water in it. Right. And get your sledgehammer out. Right. Start working it in the ground. No sledgehammer. Let it go. Put a little water. What do you do, Bill? Just keep moving it up Just and down. Just move it up and down. Yeah. 
and it just keeps on. Keeps going. Yep. Keeps on. Put a little more water if you need. That's right. Huh? Just chink it like. Yep. Just chink it like. Just chink it like. <laughs> just chink it like. See, that's what the Holy Spirit is. Look here. That's why he told that woman at the well, said you can pry at it and you can jam at it and you can do what you want to do, but I got some water. Look at it. You won't never, ever thirst again. You got to draw from it. Every one of us in here, brother, I'll get guilty. But we want to drive it. I'm going to drive what I feel. I'm not going to drive it on faith. I'm going to drive what I feel. You better get out money that as quick as you can. I wouldn't tell you this. I wouldn't preach this message today if I didn't love you. I realize, Brother Reed, some messages I preach, somebody may go out that door and say, I took that personal. I'd rather preach one message that it got to somebody personal than to preach the rest of my life and somebody said, well, I guess that was all right. I'm going to tell you something. This thing right here is personal. Because he's personal. And here's what it said in closing. It said, if you continue in the faith, grounded. And boy, we don't like this last one. Settled. We'll preach that some other time. Let me read it. I promise you I'll do that. I promise you five times. So I need to get it. And be not moved away. Boy, maybe God will let me preach this time. From the hope of the gospel. If you not be moved away from the one true thing that there is, gospel means the truth. If you're not moved away from the truth, if you don't plug it in, the last thing you want to do in life is a thing called blaspheming. When you get so that you can't go no further and you need time to cool off, you go off down there and hatch your bottom somewhere by yourself. You kick a rock. You jump off a bridge, do you a high dive, find you some deep water. I didn't say commit suicide, but do what you got to do. Climb up and down a ladder, do what you got to do. But don't walk out saying, I don't care what that word says. Did you hear me? Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Some, when you moved away from that, you ain't got nothing. Which you have heard and which was preached in every creature. To every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am a minister. Well, I just come to minister you truth today. And God is good. And God is faithful. I, in and of me, I'm kind of evangelistic. In and of me, what I love to do, I, I like to preach hell so hot today and tell you all the story about that guy pulled out of that car and get it real bloody and real nasty and people come and Boy, they give their life to Jesus, boy, and I leave here feeling good. Like, man, boy, we had five saved today. But you know what? There's a whole lot of times when the saints of God need to be brought back to the first love. They need to be grounded and they need to be settled. And I love you enough not to do what I want to do. And so this morning, I want to let you know something. When you walk out that door and you didn't like it, I want to let you know that all the tension from glory was directed at you today. And that lost poor girl that was here today might not have got what they wanted just so you could get by. You need to understand how precious time is in the ministry. And when the Word of God is preached, it ain't going to feel good. It ain't going to.
but all of our problems, mine and yours too, I guarantee you, John, like that brotherhood meeting we had that time and the cross was up there and ever, all the men just went up there and they embraced the cross. They was all around that cross. John, you remember that night? They was all around that cross, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burden of my heart was rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. Now I'm happy all today. I don't know if you've been there. I don't know if you got away from there. But it's a little relief because he said return to your first love. So it could be. You just need to go back and hug on again. You'll be happy. I want you to be happy. That's what I want. I just want you to be happy. If you left there today, said, we ain't coming back, but man, you preached that and I'm happy and I ain't never coming back. I, I just don't like That's fine. I want you happy. That's all I want. Start off with zero again. It, I just want you happy, but your only happiness is going to be in Jesus. Oh, you're happy today? Uh, are you happy today? I said, are you happy today? Lord, I thank you as we stand to our feet.